Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome, Gary. Welcome, Henny E. White Jr. Hello there, Mr. Walsus. How are you doing today? This evening, I should say. Gary, hopefully you're doing good. Hello, Thomas. Hello there, Lala. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. I'm excited. Hi, Xander. I love you. Hello, Rebecca. <laughs> everybody so. say hi to Xander, please. So I got an announcement to make. Okay. Yeah, so you remember the show we did without Men in Black, right? Mm -hmm. uh -oh. So somebody reached out to me. Uh, somebody that is a former federal agent. Ooh. Uh, former assistant United States attorney. Nice. And he is an attorney. And he wants <clears throat> to take on these cases if somebody actually has any encounters with Men in Black. Okay. Or any entities that uh, do not want to disclose who they work for and harass people. Oh, wow. That's a uh, big We deal. talked for quite a while uh, <laughs> the other night. And when he watched the show, he was like, I want I want that. I want I want on the action. Okay. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any encounters with these entities, uh, with UFOs or Bigfoot, whatnot, and you have problems, give me a call. So what we got going on tonight? It is a all women's experiencer roundtable. I'm very excited. And I know Penny's going to be happy. Penny. All right. <laughs> well, let's bring them all in. We have Nancy, Laura, Hi. Constance, Hollis, and, oh, I missed it. One more. And Lady Leanne, right? Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll go out, start up top, go around, introduce everybody, and uh, tell us a little about yourself. My name is Nancy Timms. I'm a lifelong experiencer with interdimensional beings and positive extraterrestrials. So it's nice to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Laura. My name is Laura, and I am a UFO enthusiast. Um, I think I've probably had some UFO experiences. Um, I think I might have an implant in my arm. And uh, I also work in activism as well. Very nice. I am Constance Victoria Briggs, and I am a writer on uh, galactic uh, history uh, cosmic information and mysteries, uh, what's going on out there. Um, I have had some experiences. I've had experiences my entire life with uh, my with guides, and um, I've seen a couple of UFOs. Interesting. Thank you. Hollis? Hi, I'm Hollis Polk. I am clairvoyant, clairaudient, and a telepath. I've been like that since I was a little kid. I am also well-trained in the, my left brain. I have an engineering degree from Princeton and a Harvard MBA. I've run my own businesses for more than 30 years now. Still wow. do. Um, and I am a multiple-time experiencer, Thank both you. on the ground and in the air. Okay, cool. Thank you. Hi, my name's Leanne. Um, I come from an entertainment family and I write music and do visual art. And um, I have orbs <laughs> and um, I, I am sometimes randomly 
clairvoyant, um, have precog stuff happen. Um, don't always understand my lyrics, but pretty much that's how I channel is just by letting that stuff come through. So that's my experience is sort of with my fingers and mind abstract. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she's part of uh, Grant Cameron. He has an orb group that any anybody with experience with that can join. Um, and they share pictures. It's very interesting, actually. It's on Facebook. So um, let's see. I guess you guys want to just go around, tell stories of what you've experienced. Oh, and we have pictures also from some people. Um, I put some up. We don't have to do all of them, but... Um, when did it start with you guys that you started noticing that you're seeing something or experience something? Nancy? For me, my first conscious memory started about two or three years old. And um, at that point, it was very playful. And they have the ability to change the scenery around you and also uh, take something from your mind that you're comfortable with. If you've been reading a storybook about Goldilocks or, or anything, they could take that from your mind and then that's what you would see. So, you know, they, they do not change into that image, but they will let you see that image. So it started off that way. And then throughout my life, it's just progress to face to face, seeing them for, you know, as they really are and learning to, overcome the fears and getting over that for me it wasn't what they looked like it was the frequency exchange between us I didn't my mind had a hard time adjusting to these vibrations that I wasn't familiar with and as I've gotten older and had more time with them I now understand it all thank you mm -hmm. Laura you want to go sure um I said I was a likely experiencer because I don't have any conscious memories of That's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I would wake up with nosebleeds. I remember just being absolutely terrified to go to sleep at night, just scared of the dark, like, but beyond normal kids would be. Um, I remember once when I was about 14 years old, I just woke up in my kitchen. I don't know how I got in my kitchen. My mom actually found me just passed out on the floor. So that's the wow. only kind of missing time that I have that I think I have. Um, I've got some physical marks on my body. I've got like what I suspect is a, an implant and it's really pretty odd. It, it looks like a, I don't have any tattoos at all, but it looks like a little <laughs> tattoo mark on my arm. Like somebody tattoo gunned me in one spot. Mm -hmm. There's no scar. I have no memory of anything, you know, breaking in my forearm or anything like that. And I also have a perfect scoop mark on my left uh, elbow, which is, it's so crazy. I was just at the, um, there's a show here. I live in Cincinnati called the Mind, Body, Spirit Show. And it's a big crystal show that lots of psychics come. And I was sitting in a seminar with a young lady who channels ETs. And she just randomly said, you know, talking about ETs and experiencers and talking about how people with a with a mole on their left arm are likely experiencers and i just kind of like it caught my attention big time right. uh, i have had some ufo experiences too i had a, a group sighting uh, my very first one 
And I do believe I uh, encountered a man in black during that with other people. I'm actually going to get together with them this weekend so we can talk about it. I, I haven't talked to some of them in 20 years, but we're going to sit down and talk about that experience and see what oh. we all kind of remember. But did they threaten uh, you? They were so nice. It was okay. it was very odd. I, I could tell you I could go on and on about that story, but um, it, they were very nice, but they were very firm and told me and my friends not to ever come back to the area that we were in. So oh. interesting. If I don't get to hear your story, you're going to call me. Okay, I will. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of times, like for me, I thought I was having dreams of. The, these experiences and that's what they do they kind of make us think that it's a dream so a lot of us don't even realize what's going on so that's normal for a lot of people <laughs> who wants to talk next I kind of think I'll go last. okay you want to go last hollis you ready i'll go i'll go um, so I was psychic as a little kid, but like I learned really early by the shocked look of looks of the adults around me, not to talk about what I knew. Right. And it was more stuff like things that were completely obvious to me that I'm sure were like undercurrents of things happening in the real world, like things you weren't supposed to talk about. Right. But I didn't know you weren't supposed to talk about them. And I, they were obvious to me. And they weren't supposed to be obvious to a three or four year old, but they were obvious to me. And right. anyway, I learned to keep my mouth shut. Um, at about nine, I had this longing to be like, I saw Sirius rising in the summer and I had this longing to be there. And that didn't make any sense to me. It was a while before I even found out what star it was. Many years later, that made sense. Um, <laughs> You know, but I was, I was, like I said, I'm an engineer. I was not interested. I was interested in NASA. I did not read science fiction. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody took me to the first Star Wars. I fell asleep <laughs> and I never went back. Like I was so not interested. And then uh, my husband Costa went up to Mount Shasta to do, you know, contact, right? And he wanted me to come because he was a little afraid. He wanted me to come. And I'm like, this is not part of my life. I am not interested. Mm -hmm. I have businesses to run. Like, go, have a good time. And while he was up there, like, they'd go out at night and do whatever they did. And every morning, he knew I was drinking my coffee at 630 in the morning. And every morning, he would call me and tell me, like, ooh, ah, this is what happened last night. And I got to say, some of it was actually really cool. But, like probably about the fifth night I was reading, I was sitting in bed reading mm -hmm. and you know, eh, it's time to go to bed, close up the book, put it on the nightstand, turn out the light. And as I turned around to like scooch down into the bed, there were four or maybe five little beings standing around the bed looking at me. Wow. Yeah. They were translucent white. They had large heads, skinny necks, narrow shoulders, narrow torsos. That was all I could see because the bed, right? Like, you know, if it were a person, you would only see so far. And I could only see that far. Um, now, remember, I said I'm a telepath. So I heard this very sweet voice go, who are you? Mm -hmm. And I could feel, and I don't feel a lot, but I do feel some big stuff. 
And I could feel these waves of love coming off them. Like, who could be afraid of that much love? Right. You could, I was shocked, right? Nobody told me this could happen. Right. So I was like, but I wasn't afraid. And I, my mind stopped for a while. And then um, after a while, I thought to myself, I should ask them something. I should ask them something. What can I ask them? And eventually it was like, oh, where are you from? So I think to them, like in my mind, kind of out loud, I think to them, where are you from? And very slowly in my mind comes this word with a cadence. Arcturus. Um, well, I, I know what that was. So I, this word shows up. And, uh, it kind of just melted away, right? Four around the foot of one who was maybe there. Um, and then they just melted away. And I went like, wow, that was, you know, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, that was weird. And I went to bed. And the next morning, Costa called for his normal every morning ooh ah thing. I was like, wait a minute, something happened to me last night. And I tell him the story. And I said, like, is Arcturus a place? And he went, oh, yeah, it's a star, it's a red giant or I don't know, something. Um, and that was why I got interested in all this stuff. Like if they hadn't come to see me, I would still be going, eh, it's not part of my life. Right. I, yeah. I had a dream a couple years ago where in the dream it said M56. And when I woke up, I Googled it. And that's when I found out about, was it Lyra and Palladians and all. I had no idea about any of that. It was there amazing. You know? There so, you yeah. go. You want to go? Sure. Constance, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, like, here we go. I, um, when I, the best I can come up with is like my truth. Like, I used to try to fall asleep at night and wonder who, who am I? Why am I here? What is this? And I would get this flash, but like, I didn't know what it was because there was nobody in my family talking about anything other than you know put crusts on my daughter's bread and she must go to the best schools and i like this is where i come from so there's no meditating there's no you know seances or for fun it's ridiculous oh dear that's not just uh, like that so <laughs> really had nobody to go to um but like literally i came back here to my mom to take care of her and dropped my life and i've had precog stuff happen like on and off and i've had very strange experiences, like people who I didn't know were dead, hearing them in my head and then getting phone calls later or hearing them in my head and then trying to shake it off and look on Facebook and see my mom just passed away yesterday thinking like, oh, <laughs> just so it's kind of rando and it's nothing I've ever really disciplined myself you know so so i mean i think all human beings are like this to a greater or lesser extent it's just how much we're aware of it and how much we want to give ourselves permission to explore those realms by the way an orb just passed you you yeah, gotta all that. watch it yeah I, that too. I definitely yeah. saw that right right below her it's hand probably my mom. See, now now the goosebumps are going up on my everywhere like yeah. my neck my arms my like across my chest my neck yeah so I, I want my mom 
like it I, it must be. It's one of my family. You know, my dad, I was trying to figure out what am I going to do to make money? And then I get this really weird text. And to make a really long story short, my dead father booked a national commercial. Passive <laughs> wow. income. Like, I don't really want to leave the house. The world is too crazy. I've got enough. I've got sitting here that I can Right. So like, I don't know. So yeah, yeah. You'll probably see other orbs. I thought to myself, you know, people are sending pictures. Like, should I turn my nanny cam is always on? Should I bring my cell phone so I can show them the orbs that go on in my bedroom? But clearly they're everywhere. <laughs> they just follow me. I don't know. But Lala's like, that that's where it ends is with orbs. Um, like yeah. something made me get a nanny cam because I saw Lala because I was copying Lala. Mom, she's copying. It's me. fun, isn't it? It's fun. It is. Yep. And it's weird when people insist that it's dust. It, how can it be dust? I know. It's not. But yours, like when you stop them and you freeze frame them, you have actual what looked like that game that we used to play, Space Invaders. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It looks like those, like a like a x-ray almost. It's so cool what you and Bob have. Thank you. You have to show those photos later, please. Anyway, so yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of like visual art that I started doing, obsession with geometry, um, going from a very left brain school to uh, I wasn't doing well there. I was getting lots of nosebleeds. Like I think that's the best stuff. I used to get a lot of nosebleeds and the doctor would say it was sinus infections, but I don't think so. My daughter also got them. She was at a concert and I'm a little ADD and she actually saw some craft doing weird stuff at the Hollywood bowl. So like they say it's genetic. And my mom used to tell me you're going to get offered two of the three jobs, but you're only going to take, be able to take one because they're conflict. She would always tell me this stuff. So she was definitely precog also. She was a Claire for sure. But just because she was so intellectual it didn't occur to her to follow any of that. But she knew she was a jazz writer. She knew that music came through her. So mm. she understood it in her way about channeling. So I guess I come from a family of channelers. Yeah. Because I've got, yeah. Like, so it's just very open vessel, free expression, like to a fault. That's you know, common. I think it's common. My dad was you know, a psychic and Reiki healer, and he had experiences, paranormal and UFOs, although the UFOs scared him, so he didn't mm. talk about it, really. But um, I do believe that they kind of stick with a bloodline, certain bloodlines or people. I agree. <laughs> yeah. No. Hi, Rebecca. She's Rebecca, say hello to everybody. Yeah. Oh, you say something. Hello. <laughs> Your turn. Yeah. Okay. So this is really interesting for me because uh, in the last few years, I've been doing a lot of podcasts and I've been going on talking about the moon. Cool. I wrote a couple of books on the moon. Before that, I wrote a books on angels, a book on the Encyclopedia of God, Encyclopedia of Angels, Encyclopedia of the Unseen World. And I used to go on podcasts years ago and talk about more uh, things along those lines. Where can um, we get your books? Oh, Amazon. <laughs> They're all on Amazon. <laughs> okay. um, but what's interesting about this experience being here tonight is 
I wasn't sure um, I sh should tell this experience, should, should tell my experience. Like I said, I've been talking about the moon and I've got a new book out, Earth Galactic History, but nothing about any personal experiences, nothing along those lines. And I don't know if any of you know Barbara Jean Lindsay, um, but she is uh, she, she's someone who has a podcast, she's become a friend. And I recently contacted her and said, you know, should I what should I do about my story? Should I tell my story? But then we never got to really get into it. So the fact that Lala has invited me to tell an experience story tonight is like, oh my gosh, well, I never said I had a story, <laughs> but you know, so maybe it was it's meant to be. So here I am. Lovely. It's it's a bit of a long one and it's extremely an odd one and I wasn't sure how it would be received. All right, so it's a little bit long. I'm going to try to make it as short and quick as I can. So, my entire life, I have felt uh, like I've, I've been searching for something. All right, mm -hmm. something, someone, somewhere. I've always felt out of place, and to this day. I've never felt like I fit in anywhere. Right. All right? So um, my first experience with anything uh, galactic or UFO related um, was when I, well, besides watching <laughs> Lost in Space when I was a kid, <laughs> which I loved in Star Trek, but um, I was riding once when I was nine years old in a car with my mom. My, car, my mom, like myself, was a very nervous driver and as young kids we weren't allowed to make any noise when she was traveling but at night so that's what we were doing we were driving at night and to my right i saw something in the sky i, I was i think i already said nine years old and it was a disc and it had a row of lights that were sort of blinking one after the other in different colors and I just I didn't say anything to her and I wasn't scared I wasn't freaked out I was just interested I didn't know anything about UFOs I don't think my parents ever used the term but I think something must have been going on because this was several years later after I had stopped watching the shows because I was really little when those shows came on so I really didn't have the interest but this thing was there and I remember thinking huh I wonder if that's one of those things. And I know that I met UFO to myself. Now, that's what I was talking about. It wasn't a plane, it wasn't a helicopter, it wasn't a blimp, and it was hovering. So as we were traveling, we were sort of up on a, a bridge type area. So this uh, was hovering over a little town that we were passing as we were driving over a hill. So what looked like it was hovering was really in the sky, 21 looking up, but as I was passing on the bridge, I could see it. Okay, so, you know, I went on with my life, with my teenagehood, I reached 14, and this is where things pretty got pretty in more interesting for me. I was a bullied child, a bullied teenager, and I tried to commit suicide. Um, you know, it was a long time ago and it's, it's okay and it was ex an experience now that I understand that maybe I had to go through because at that time I saw a, I was, you know, I was kind of passed, almost passed out on the floor and I, I took pills and I saw a swirl, what looked like a swirling cloud, which at this 
point in life, I will interpret as a portal of some sort. But it was swirling and it dissipated, it opened up and someone stepped out of it. And this person was wearing a, a gown, a white gown, high collar. And I remembered this person for the rest of my life and I can still see the face. And he, it was a he, he was beckoning me to come. He looked very concerned about me and I didn't move to go towards him. I think now had I moved to go towards him, I would have lifted up and out of my body mm -hmm. and followed the person. But I was just, I wasn't afraid, I was just surprised. And I was wrapped up in my whole reason for taking the pills anyway. Obviously I was rescued, but he, when someone entered the room, he stepped back and went back and, you know, this 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 uh, swirling cloud or whatever closed, and mm -hmm. I never got him. So in my twenties, uh, fast forward into my twenties, I uh, things things really got crazy because um, I started having all kinds of uh, experiences, and one of them is I was living in an apartment, living single in an apartment, and I was being harassed by some entity. And I'll call it an entity. I won't call it a ghost. I don't believe it was a ghost. Everything's not a ghost. And I needed help and no one could help me. Mm -hmm. And I learned um, to call on angels. Even though I had, I had gone through religion because I was searching for something, I didn't know a lot about angels. Mm -hmm. But in the end of this, I learned to call on angels. And when I did, the harassment stopped. All right? But um, also during that period, I started reading books. And uh, one of the books uh, I read was dealing with, um, you know, the Galactic Federation. And, um, and uh, that was very interesting. So I learned at the time that there were angels, you know, that also worked with extraterrestrials. But that's where I left it. Going fast, moving fast forward into... Um, the end of my 20s, I had even started channeling information. And I really hope I'm not talking too much, guys. But I had started, I had started channeling information. And I didn't know where this information was coming from, because I progressed, I got into, after the angels, I got into metaphysical um, studies. Mm -hmm. And I was channeling, and they were telling me things like, what's happening on Earth is affecting, like a domino effect out into the cosmos. I thought that was interesting. And I was getting information like that, right? So that's, uh, so then at that same time, I started having out-of-body experiences. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would wake up consciously, not be in my bed. And by this time, I had started studying Robert Monroe, so I knew, uh, if you know who he is, mm -hmm. Robert Monroe. And he was a kind of a trigger, I think, to get me started on this path. And I was going to places, different dimensions. I was seeing other beings. I was seeing, you know, non-human, uh, but humanoid people. I was interacting with them. In one case, I went across and it was interesting because these beings knew that I was out of my physical body. I was trying to help them with some problem and they knew we had to hurry because I was going to be leaving and pulled back. 
So I believe that I was working with ETs at that time. And to this day, I still have those kinds of experiences. But I wanted to get to this, this main point. And that is, since I've been doing uh, my studies, I, I, uh, I was uh, getting information from guides. I've been able to hear guides that I believe now to be extraterrestrial guides for for many years. And I would get things like, you know, like one day my toddler and his friend were playing and, and one of the toddlers got out and I, I didn't know it. And I was hearing, check the door, check the door, check the door. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, I've got to check the door. And one was out down the street. His mom and I were talking, oh we never heard him. I get stuff like that, okay? Um, you know, don't talk to him, don't talk to him, don't talk to him. I had a high school sweetheart contact me and I was getting these messages, and I'm like, "Well, why?" Because he had he had uh, uh, gotten in touch with me via Facebook, and they were like, "You know, stay away from him. Don't talk to him. Don't talk." To him. I'm like, "Why?" So I looked him up, and he was on a wanted poster. So, yeah, oh, just like crazy stuff. So I get those. I get those. This is where it got interesting. So I was getting. I I have mem a memory of standing in a light that's not from this uh, lifetime, talking to somebody who was sitting and I was having an agreement with him, all right? So I don't know where that came from and who that was, but I have that memory. So one day I was re oh, so I was getting these messages and I said, I don't know why I have this memory of a light. I know I'm not, I know I'm not an angel on earth. You say there's angels on earth, I'm no angel. And then I was getting, you know, you're from somewhere else. You're from somewhere else. You're from somewhere else. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I, I uh, researched and I came up with this book here. It's called From Elsewhere. It's written by Scott Mandelaker. Scott Mandelaker did his, this was his uh, thesis. And the book was all about people who believed they were from elsewhere, being other planets, other worlds, other dimensions. Okay. Change to my life. So I'm going to wrap this up by telling you the, the most interesting part of me. There's a woman in this book who said that she was sitting in her living room and this being appeared to her. He was wearing a long gown, <laughs> white gown, and there was a swirl that opened up and he stepped out and he told her that his name was Ashtar. So that's who came to you before. I think. Now, by this time, I knew who Ashtar was because I was reading the book from a woman who channeled this information. But I see, I had seen pictures of Ashtar, and I was like, okay, that uh, that's not Ashtar. That's not who I saw. That's not who I saw. But I was looking at artist depictions, right? I came across information that said a woman had channeled Ashtar mm -hmm. from it was his face. Now, if you, it was his face. Never forget it. And if you see, there is a swirling. Oh, yeah. In the picture. Do you see that? Yeah. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. And there is a high turtleneck, white turtleneck. Oh, yeah. It was his face, this face, those dark eyebrows, and but no helmet. I don't remember a helmet. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is a pretty far out story right but that's um it's been many years that i i thought you know they're real but when i came into this community 
the, the UFO, what we call the UFO community, people are saying, no, 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 that's not a thing. That's not true. Galactic Federation is not true. Ashtar, Ashtar Command is not true. But I'm here to tell you that I believe there are people who incarnate into this life mm -hmm. that are from elsewhere that are here to help. And um, so, yeah, I, I, and I, I get downloads and I get inspiration for books. I've got a long list of books and it really has interrupted my life. You know, my friends have fallen by the wayside because I am so different and completely absorbed and feel like I'm getting downloads. And I feel like my mission is to be a light worker or a star seed or both, but also to get information out that we're not alone in the universe and that we need to change. You guys, I knew it would be long. Sorry. No, I'm glad. Do you guys think that they choose certain people? Nancy, go ahead. All right. A lot of what she said, I I can relate to. Um, I've been going through this all my life, and it was not an easy path. It was not fun a lot of times, and the general understanding of why is this happening to me. What does this mean? What is the purpose of all this? And when I got in my 20s, my uh, hybrid gray that is my escort or who I'm bonded with that transports me everywhere I go to craft or wherever, uh, took me before a group of elders. And these elders, I asked them, why is this happening to me? What does this mean? And they told me that I had made an agreement before being born as a human being, I had made an agreement to come here and be here at this pivotal moment in time for humanity to let people know we are not alone, to clear up misinformation that has been presented and to clear up the fact that we have had some interactions with extraterrestrial beings that were self-serving, had no interest in benefiting humanity but these are the positive extraterrestrials and the interdimensionals. And they are here because we are at a pivotal stage. We are having a spiritual evolution. We are changing as human beings. We are becoming of higher consciousness. And they have been waiting for us to get to this point. And that is why they are here. That is why we're having disclosure. And I also found out I was an extraterrestrial before I came here. and. I'm here and I'm not the only one. There are millions like me that are have incarnated here for this very reason. And we vibrate on a higher frequency than a normal human. Humans, ready, uh, their frequency is low. But throughout my life, they have been working and grooming me to come to this pivotal point. And about a year and a half ago, they gave me a Kundalini awakening. And when that happened, my subconscious totally just filled my head with all the information and most of the questions. But before that even happened, they always told me when I would go before them, they would tell me, you already know, you already know, look within. So basically, I think all of us need to look within, forget the outside world, look within, remember who we truly are. We are all part of the extraterrestrial cosmic world. We are descendants. We are their children. We are one, we are all connected 
and we are all one, meaning we belong to this is our place on planet Earth and this is our place within the universe. And they are here not to control, not to take over. We are mature enough and intelligent enough to realize they are not gods. They are not angels. And they are here because we are reaching this intellectual level and they want to help us. Not any, they cannot overstep boundaries because we are here on free will. They cannot fix everything for us. We are like children. When we make mistakes, we have to learn. That's how we earn our spiritual growth in higher consciousness and understanding of our place in the universe. Mm -hmm. So that's why I had to say that because a lot of what she was saying is exactly what I'm experiencing and what I'm, I'm a humanitarian and I'm here to help humanity. You know, we can become better human beings. Mm -hmm. Many Absolutely. years ago, I channeled, um, don't think of us as gods. Think of us as older, as elder brothers, sisters, and cousins. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wanted to validate you, Constance. Um, Lolly, you just asked, uh, are certain people specifically picked out? And I, mm -hmm. my experience, I have a friend who channels ETs and ETs have been her guide since she was five years old. And they're very loving they have wonderful messages for humanity. They're here to help us evolve. Um, but I, from what I have gathered, just observing people, uh, they look for survivors. They look for people who have survived trauma because my theory is people who survive, find a way to survive trauma are more open. And so That's maybe possibly that that is why some of us are picked out my friend who channels the ets she had a horrific childhood um but she started channeling ets and she was a patient of dr leo sprinkle i don't know if you're familiar with his work or not but he he was one of the first um people with a phd to go and actually validate people's experiences that they were having he even wrote <laughs> an encyclopedia of different ETs that uh, his experiences would come in and describe for him. And so he kept wow. it. And you can get his books on Amazon too, but I, I believe it's because people survive. And so what Constance, what you just said, um, that's my theory is that they look for people who are, who, who are able to rise above their circumstances. I'd like to uh, check out his book. Did he have pictures or images? I'm not sure. Um, my friend described the encyclopedia to me. I haven't read all of his books, so I don't know if he does, but um, I do know that his some of his work is on Amazon. Interesting. You know, I mean, uh, I, I've had experience as of late. I've been uh, contacted uh, out of my body by, by three late, three beings who are female, and they, there was something wrong. They were trying to help me and I could see them so clearly and they were humanoid and they had uh, these amazing eyes. I guess they're even hard to explain. The eyes were, were this big and, 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 and greenish, green and black. And I could see their pupils and I could see one standing over me and something was wrong. I know they were trying to help me in some way, but I would love to know where they were from. <laughs> so, you know, they do, they do help us. I mean, you hear a lot about the abduction cases, but there are also the, the opposite 
where you know you're you're going to go out off planet and and something's wrong with you and maybe they're healing you in some way i don't know what was going on but i knew they were there to help so you know that's the thing do you guys want to show some grizzly show some pictures Reminds me of Bill Cosby. It's picture time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> does anybody remember those days? It tells you I'm not that old, but I'm getting. I remember old. it. Yeah. Let's see here. Y'all have to walk me through. I've got uh, the first set. I've got. It looks like uh, an elbow mm -hmm. and something else, and I'll bring those up first. Okay. That's here funny. we go. And uh, and action here. Let's see. All right. And here we go. I got a touch screen so I can really zoom up on that a little bit. Oh, nice. Excellent. Yeah, that is my perfect little scoop mark on my left elbow that uh, I have. I, I got it in my 20s. I have no idea. I asked my mom, I'm like, did I have chicken pox on my elbows? Like, what is going on here? Um, mm -hmm. That's the only one I have. But it's, it's smaller very than big. a cigarette burn, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's tiny. It's yeah, tiny. that is. So, I mean, I'm looking at the hair follicles there. I mean, yeah, that's a perfect description as a scoop mark. Because if you look at the the serrations down here, see it? Mm -hmm. That's wild. And right there, it's perfectly symmetrical there. So, that's interesting. That's yeah, wild. I have that no recollection of getting it, but uh, I definitely have that on my left elbow. A lot of people talk about scoop marks. That's So, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is uh, the very best picture I could get of what I think is an implant in my right arm, in my right forearm. Um, it's re If I had a better camera, I would do a video because when I pinch that particular spot, it kind of hides. It doesn't raise to the top. Like I would suspect if it was like a real object, like a pencil. I don't know. Somebody said like a pencil broke off my arm as if I wouldn't remember that. Um, that uh, when I pinch it, it like disappears under my skin. So I, this is my dream is to have Dr. Gary Nolan take whatever this is out of my arm and tell me what it is and do some composite of it. That would be wow. ultimate That's dream. Right. Putting it out in the universe right there. But um, have you ever took a EMF detector to it or anything? I have a brand new one. I haven't taken out of my box, but I Aha. am going to be doing that. Yeah, I just got one. So that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, these are some bruises I woke up with randomly, I think in September of 2023. So just a few months ago, I was also having some wild dreams. Um, I could, it's hard to describe uh, other than to say that the dream I had involved people in the military approaching me about becoming a linguistics expert. Then I wake up with these weird bruises. Yeah, it was a very intense dream. Um, I do have a little bit of clairvoyance or something through my dreams. There have been times um, where my dreams have been extremely prophetic. Um, people I would meet. So um, I have a little bit of that going on, but not. It's very random. I have no control over it. But yeah, and the what's um, this right here. The that's a, a cooking. Cooking accident. <laughs> All right. So that that is law enforcement coming out at its finest. So I noticed that right away. So I was just asking. Yeah, now, yeah, now yeah, if she would have got quiet, I would have been like, okay. All right. 
Yeah, that's uh that's me taking out a of it a pan out of the oven too quickly. But um the bruises are in a triangle. Right. In some orientations, you can kind of see they're they're almost perfectly um, spaced apart. So that was a weird yeah. thing I woke up with. Have you ever heard of my lab? Yes, I have. So, oh my gosh, over the past six months, I really didn't know. I've heard like rumors and stories. Mm -hmm. um, I met uh, Penny Bentley and I met another man named Michael Cameron, totally separate from each other. And they're both experiencers of the My Lab project. So that is something that's been coming into my consciousness in the past six months or so that I was unaware of. And I'm very interested to explore it, especially with the work that I'm doing uh, with some friends of mine. Uh, I, I was uh, explaining earlier that I'm an activist and most of the work that I've done has been in grassroots organizing. So that's just organizing people. Mm -hmm. Um, I have done some party work, but most of the stuff I've done has been on individual issues in different states across the country and organizing people, teaching people how to knock doors, teaching people how to go get other people registered to vote or sign a petition. I've run many big offices with lots and lots of people. And uh, my friends and I, I did that for about 13 years, and my friends and I have been talking about maybe forming a political action committee to put pressure on individual politicians like Mike Turner up in Dayton because he represents um, the district where Wright Patterson Air Force Base is. And guess who's getting tens of thousands of dollars in campaign donations from uh, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and whatnot. So uh, we would like to put some public pressure on, on individual people to uh, be more transparent because it's taxpayer waste. Like you don't have to care about UFOs to care about taxpayer waste. Right secret programs and you know the dod failing the last six audits you don't have to care about ufos to care about that but um so those are my pictures <laughs> and, uh, the, little bit of the, the next ones i've got are somebody's between the eyes okay that's me i i'll show my scoop mark now i wasn't born with this i got it sometime in my life see the scoop it yeah. wasn't there originally, and then it just appeared there. So, and I have, uh, I know I have an implant in my left leg. Um, every time I go through a metal detector at the airport, I that's set it up. No, that's, I have one in my leg, but that's scoot mark, oh, I guess. I, I just want to make sure I'm not seeing things. That's my arm, <laughs> and Grant Cameron spoke about that um recently i woke up with it the, the night before we have video out front of some it was fog and some being was caught walking up on the front porch um, we have that on facebook for anybody to see and then i woke up with that and like now i tell what, people huh what what i said that what this looked like and i don't know if you all can add to it when people used to go in the service and they used to stay in line and get inoculated and they go down the line, that's what it looked like to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What's your all's thoughts? Mm. I don't know. What's weird is I don't really bruise up top. My legs all bruise really easy. But when I do bruise, I will keep that bruise forever. This was gone in three days. So that was also weird. Um, so, yeah. 
But there's one other bruised one that was really weird to me because it was spaced perfectly apart. And look that that's really weird to me. That's on my arm. I woke up with that. And I tell people like, you know, I lost my parents and my my boyfriend of 15 years. I lost them a couple of years ago. And so I'm super, super cautious of my body and my health. And my anxiety makes me aware of bruises and everything. I didn't see that until I woke I woke up with that. And it didn't hurt. It went away in three days also. So I don't know. That's amazing how they're kind of, it looks like in the middle of the bruises, there's no bruise. Almost. Yeah. It's, that's a very odd bruise. Right. So that was weird. <sighs> it when I get bruises in the backyard, the activity gets really, really hectic. So they'll light up the neighbor's roof a couple times a night, every night, or the trees they'll light up. And then I'll wake up with a bruise and it'll stop. It'll slow down almost to nothing for a few months. And then I'll casually pick up and then I'll know, all right, it's going to happen again. It's a cycle. So. Wow. Maybe I should pay attention to these bruises that show up more. <laughs> you, you, should you should. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember I'm, I do remote viewing twice a week with this group that we've been together for about four years. And I did, I woke up with some really crazy bruises on my elbow and I, it was so weird that I texted them. I was actually trying to go through my photos to see, but yeah, like if, if I think about it, I probably have had very strange shaped bruises. I remember this experience. I was asleep once. Um, and I literally, I woke up and stone Hobbit knows this story. Um, uh, she's in the audience. Um, I woke up and I swear it felt like somebody had taken a bat to the, my back. I woke up and was just, Ah, like the sharpest pain. I don't know, like somebody had whipped me, had like, it felt like somebody took literally a two by four and I woke up and my back was messed up for about two days. You know, I, I'm pretty good at self-healing and meditating. I mean, clearly if my arm gets chopped off, I'm going to the ER, but like if I wrench my back or I do stuff like that, I'll go and meditate and be grateful in advance and literally like I can see and feel myself all better. And I, I know the pain is there, but I don't pay attention to what's wrong. I pay attention mm -hmm. to how grateful I am that my body's infinitely intelligent and knows how to put itself back together molecularly fine. But so that was a little weird, you know? And um, I guess I kind of derailed myself before is that ADT. But like when I was little, I saw what I didn't understand. But as an adult, I understand I was seeing a nebula when I was trying to understand what was going on, like, who am I? Why am I here? What's up? Like, and, and definitely lots of trauma. My dad died when I was five. And then it seems like there was just a lot of drama and trauma and emotional, just uh, tumult for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. It's probably a good thing. I was born into an entertainment family. There's a good place to have drama, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like try to keep it on the screen these days, but. Um, yeah, like, you know, I, I do feel like there's definitely something going on. Um, but if you think about the idea of junk DNA not being junk, like, and if you subscribe to the theory, I just say it like that, because I think we have galactic family. I think that we all look different because different planetary right. cultures 
threw down a long time ago, you know? Um, so it's not any one, it's factions, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, and I also used to hear things like Lyra, like this, just this voice somewhere in the recesses echoing Lyra, like, and I draw people with blue skin. I didn't know why. So it's just, they're definitely, I feel like consciousness really is, is the deal. Like, I think that it's through consciousness that at the end of the day, that ends up like the singularity and it ends up the the thing through which everything functions. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just, you know, if there's an end game, it's probably to directly to do with consciousness and trying to, I don't know, control it or something. I don't know. I control my own as far as I'm aware, like. You know, but if information is non-local and thoughts are electromagnetic signals, then that's something right there, right? Like people can't, can we stop there and not go past that and just think about that for a minute? <laughs> not us, but just, you know, like something's yeah. going on. Somebody asked if, um, well, I'll ask everybody, do your children also have experiences? If you don't want to answer, that's totally fine too. Mine yeah. yeah. Mine do. Not that I'm aware of yet, but my daughter mostly, my youngest. Okay. Yeah, both of mine. Yeah. My husband has experiences. He he is so sensitive. Um, he he just told me a dream the other night where he woke up and he was holding a giant gun and he was like, "Oh, I, I was trying to be careful with it and not pull the trigger." So I'm wondering if he may be doing some my lab stuff and that's why these people are just now coming into my circle. Maybe he's part of it too. What do you guys think of my lab? I, I've people don't really like talking about it, so I I don't want yeah, I don't want to be rude, but do you guys know anything more about it or any experiences or anything? I know um Everybody I've asked just kind of like pushed the question away. So, well, I like hard questions, and you know, coming back to what I'm I'm focusing on, if our government is doing something with people against their will, that's illegal, and that has to stop. And we need to know about it. Right. And I am so interested in it because because there is so much unaccountability in our Pentagon, in our de uh, defense department. And we just now have whistleblowers coming forward. And I know people are on the fence about David Grush being good or bad or, you know, playing the fool. Mm -hmm. But actually, if we, if you follow the story, there's, there's several whistleblowers and uh, Daniel Sheehan, the lawyer is representing several whistleblowers, not yeah. just. So yeah, any time yeah. somebody comes forward from any part of the military or government, the first thing the government does is discredit them. That's yeah, the number one goal. And they're always going to do that, whether it's drinking or spousal abuse or mental. That's how they do it. And they want to oh, do the that. Gaslighting. The gaslighting. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So gross. We need, we need to stop paying for gaslighting. As taxpayers, we need to like stand <laughs> yeah, up exactly. and I've been they saying that for four years. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Four? Only four? Oh my God. <laughs> don't 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 get grizzly going. Okay, so please do. I'll go ahead and start. Please do you up. Well, they've been sitting on technology for a long, long time. 
and we have all these toxins in our food, our water, and in our air. And all these things were done by intentional design to keep yeah. us dumbed down yeah. and keep us manipulated and played like little puppets. Oh, yeah. Exactly. People complain about the government and, and the leaders. It's like, but it's not even the leaders. The leaders get replaced every so often. It's the right. people who never go away that you want to look at. It's the ones who never go away. That's who you need to focus on if you're going to focus yeah. on anybody. They put people in political positions for that purpose. Right. right so. To be mouthpieces. Well, and Hollywood's exactly. not. Either. It's like it, it, we're, we're like my people. Like, oh, my God. I don't know if anybody's watched the show uh, for all mankind. They're four seasons in there. They got bought seven seasons. But whoever's writing this show knows something. I mean, they must be buddies with Richard Dolan because season four, they've already populated Mars. The people yeah. on Mars are having an uprising in the Elon Musk-ish kind of private whatever. And there's NASA up there and the Russian. And these guys aren't having it. And they just redirected an asteroid that's supposed to be going to Earth to Mars. They basically just took the asteroid hostage so that they can harvest it and use it to leverage the people back on Earth. And the one guy's going, and I thought, oh, man. They said, don't you want to go home? And he just looks at them and he says, my daughter's here and my grandson's here. This is home now, and I'm going. And yeah. the goosebumps. So, like, this is their plausible deniability. When the public finally goes, you never told us. Like, yeah, we did. Now look at Stargate. Look at all these films that are actually based in. You know, you yeah. want to talk about channeling. All these writers may not actually be briefed or informed, but when because information is non-local and nobody wants to incorporate quantum anything into the daily for the civilian. Like people are just walking around like the, but it, it, you know, these ideas are coming through these writers. Oh, I think uh, I, I think y'all just fired up the chat disclosure. room. They're 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 uh, <laughs> they're really fired up now. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sure I did. You know, red pill, That's blue pill. That's good. That's good. Fired. So. This is like grassroots, Laura. You must be happy right now. You probably want to talk to my friend David Adair. Maybe at some point, I can I can hook you up with him. He's got. I would love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, Elon Musk went into real estate. Did you know that he uh, he made the announcement? So you're gonna yeah. buy a more farm. Tesla Tesla is building houses. A ten thousand dollar home, two bedroom, one bath. The dark So we have smart houses that AI are in charge of, boy. Isn't that a good idea? Remember the tiny homes? Everybody's jump on bandwagon across the nation. Yeah. Elon was like, I'm I'm in. Ten thousand dollar home delivered. Would you yeah, guys I mean, for good? That sounds great if it's used, used well and the people who really need that housing. Why? Really so the robot can attack you and murder you while you're working on there you, go. Um, you know it's not even it's it's the ai it's it's getting it's getting programmed like every time somebody says hey siri what's the weather it's it's logging that these are like human behavior farming is what siri is it's not for our convenience people don't want to see i see things the way i see it like i didn't want to buy crest when i was three because the little girl says it gives you one cavity i don't hear it the same way everybody does like it doesn't make me special it just makes me i'm not playing like and i it doesn't do me well in the business world because nobody wants to hear it and then you kind of become right. a pariah but like i don't care you know i kind of it's more important to say what i see and hope that you know well, if nobody I'm pariah, believed in cam trails either and look at them 
Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I love how I'm watching the crown, right? And that's supposed to be in like 1930, whatever. And there's the chemtrail. I'm going, you guys have got to be kidding me right now. <laughs> chemtrail. 1870, I'm watching the Gilded Age and there's the chemtrail. I'm going, oh my God. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Have any of you tried? I know sometimes, okay, honestly, when I was going through a lot of grief, especially this past year, um, I would talk to, I guess, the, I call them energy beings because I don't really know what they're called. They're a bunch of different ones, right? Orbs, aliens, whatever. Yeah. And so I, when I would talk to them, I'd say, could you please cheer me up? And they'd start to move. Sometimes they'd be really far away and look like a star, but sometimes they'd get closer. Have you guys ever tried doing that? Or do you talk to them and interact yeah. with that? I yeah. do. I do 100% and they respond. Like I know when I was doing a, a meditation in a really super cold bath, like, and I was listening to a guided meditation and I came out of the bathtub and then I went to the phone to see what was going on. It was like a meteor shower. And then sometimes I say, oh, hi, oh my gosh, hi. And they go nutso. And mm -hmm. David, my David Adair said he saw, he said he saw a golden orb. I don't think I've, all the ones I have are in black and white. I don't see them in color. Like I don't know what you guys right. see. Like, I've never seen a golden one. I don't know. But yeah, they definitely respond. And I don't ever feel anything negative or malevolent. I really don't. Um, if anything, I feel like the room is kind of crowded with good vibes. And I feel very insulated, honestly. Like, And, and when I talk to them and, and ask them to help me make myself feel better, like I know I've got company and I know, I know, I mean, there must be... I'm listening to Whitley Strieber's book. There must be a correlation between the dead and this. Like, I really feel like there is not creepy, like a good yeah. one. I just think they're all hanging but out. I do, Lala. Together. Mm -hmm. I think the 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 ETs yeah. and yeah. The, our past loved ones and you know our guides and whoever you yeah. know they're they're all here. They're just not all vibrating on the same wavelength we are here down in the dust. Right. Street. It's Hollis, like the radio parallel, right? It's like that radio Hollis. parallel. Yeah. It's like, hold on. Deb's I think Deb shocked you. Said something. Paulus, have you? You used to talk to him. Oh yeah, I still do. I mean, I talk to my guides all the time. I suspect some of them are ET. I know some of them are people on the other side. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely see when we go out and do contact work outside we'll see things and we'll talk to them and they will respond. I mean, that to mm -hmm. me, that's not even a question anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like, right. yeah, there are beings that's and they can pay cool, attention right? to us. And mm -hmm. yeah. It would be weird if they didn't respond to me at this point. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like if I have a mission in life, it's, it's to figure out like how to, understand consciousness which is a ridiculous statement in and of itself it's like you understand it in your dna you don't have to always have to be like left brain about it that, that That's true. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be cool if we could measure it wouldn't it be so cool if we could like measure i'll pay a dollar for that well yeah there are only measuring no, stuff. no I, I would i would pay everything i have just to do that right i really well, would dollar 75 so. <laughs> so yeah i will ask one more question because it's getting about that time have you 
guys. Well, we can talk as long as you want, but um, have you guys ever had a not that great experience with ET or interdimensional beings? Have you guys ever experienced shadow people? That's what I, I know. It's not really on top. What are but. shadow people? I've not even heard this. Really? What? Yeah. Who has? And I don't. I don't like read stuff that other people have. I have my own experiences, and I know how to protect myself energetically. Yeah. And I only have good yeah. folks around. I mean, I've had some weird stuff, but none of it was bad. What kind of weird stuff happened? Okay, this is really funny. But, you and I, I wouldn't out say this if, if Constance hadn't brought up the thing about the, the swirling. Um, so uh, about two years ago, my mother was dying. She was in hospice. I mean, it was fine. She was old. It was her time. It was okay. Like, it was mm -hmm. fine. But, you know, I could see her like staring up. Um, at, she was at home, right? And I could see her staring up at the junction of the wall and the ceiling in a particular place. And I thought, now my mother was not psychic at all. My dad's side of the family was psychic, not my mom. Mm. So she didn't relate. But I mean, she was in a place where she was not conscious all that much anymore anyway. But I could see her staring. And I thought, I wonder if that's where the, where the, you know, there's going to be an opening for her to go through, right? That's the portal that she's mm -hmm. going to cross. So I thought, you know, she, she's not doing very well. Maybe I can help. So I, and I mean, I've never done anything like this before, but I, so I pull up a chair and I sit down next to her bed and I focus on that place. I go into meditation. I focus on the place and I don't know what to do. I'm like trying to open the portal a little or what, like, I don't know. And this voice and I have voices that talk to me, but I know what they sound like. Some are male, some are female. They come from specific places. Mm -hmm. This is a voice I've never heard before coming from a different place. It's like out over here. Very loud, very loud. This is not your job. Ooh. Yeah, that's a message, all right. And it went on to say, like, we have, and it went on to say, we have beings who do this. And when it's the right time, they'll be there and they'll help her cross over. And I was there when she crossed over. And there were, in fact, probably five, maybe six beings who helped. Like, I kind of saw it happen. But, like, I didn't know. And then wow. it was not a bad experience. It was just weird, right? Because I didn't know. You know, like, the one that showed up in the bedroom. I didn't know. That's amazing. Thank God you were I've never heard anybody uh, say that before. No, that's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like I've that. had a shadow. Oh, sorry, I've no, had a shadow no. person experience. Um, one was right after my father-in-law died, and I was very close to him. He was a brilliant man. He held sixteen patents. He was so uh -oh. so brilliant. I loved him very much. Um, I just turned around. I was in my kitchen, just you know, making dinner, and I turned around and I saw a shadow with a hat just slowly walk past that, my door. Oh, that's not uh -oh. a shadow. That, that's oh, the hat man. And yeah, I, hat I ran. Man, right. Yeah, but I ran to my husband. And I was like, did you just sneak up on behind me? I'm very easily startled. Very, and he was like, no, what are you talking about? And I was like, okay. And then I had this, what I, this was really weird. I saw a figure of a child run past my garage mm -hmm. and I went outside because we don't want kids running in our woods behind our garage. It's just not a safe place to be. So I ran out to go 
bust this kid and tell him to get off my lawn. And there was no one there. Like, Clint, you should <laughs> get off my lawn. Yes. <laughs> you want to go be a bully to this little child who's just trying to cut through the woods. And there was no one there. I would have been able to hear them crunching through the woods behind my house mm -hmm. if there had been a human there. And there was yeah, nobody yeah, there. No crunching. And that really creeped me out. Yeah. So, yeah, I... Uh, I kind of feel like the, the shadow people are uh, maybe interdimensional beings. And I, know, it, yeah. I mean, they look like shadows to us, but of course, on the other side, they they, they look different. And it's, we might look like shadows to them. What do you right, think about that? Like, right, exactly. Both of my kids would see shadow people, and I didn't, um, except once I saw them. So, my son, who's older, would see them, and he would say, Mom, did you see that? It's running up the wall. It's running over the bed. And then, what is that? What is that, Mom? He wasn't afraid, but he was curious. And I, I would say, oh, you know, I, I knew he was seeing shadow people. He said, they look like shadows, right? Mm -hmm. And I would tell him it was Santa's elves <laughs> watching. Elves doing part in your room. I got a bunch of holy water, too, ladies and gentlemen. I'll, I'll get everybody wet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> So he would see, he saw my son, excuse me, they, my kid had bunk beds and he saw one walking past the bunk bed. It had to be really tall. Told me about that. Then my daughter started seeing them as she got older. And uh, so then eventually it passed. Both of them stopped seeing them. But one day I was sitting at a, ta at ta a dinner table with, you know, guests. And I saw, I had uh, my daughter and her cousin were about maybe three at the time. And I saw what I thought was one of the kids run by the table. And I was looking and I went under the table to look because they were in the other room, other room, you know, just playing around. But I could have sworn I saw one of them and it wasn't. So my, my sister-in-law sitting next to me said, what, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm looking to see. I thought I saw one of the kids go by. And she said, oh, it was black and it went that way. <laughs> Yeah, I said, you saw it? She said, yeah. And shrugged your uh, shoulders and went on eating. Uh, so yeah, that was funny. I'm, I'm not coming to your all's houses. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy, have you ever seen a shadow person or had a weird experience about anything? Well, not a shadow person. I consider shadow persons uh, spirits or something of that nature. Definitely not interdimensional. But what I've had experience while I was living in Australia is... Um, a different group came to get me for uh, for my experience and mm -hmm. I ended up on a craft and there were human females running around mm -hmm. and I was fairly close to Pine Gap in Australia, not real close by land, but by sky I was I was close. And when I got on craft, I woke up, became conscious and they were running around and they were saying, send her back, send her back. We cannot touch her. So I ended up coming back home. And then when I woke up, I was like, what in the world? So I think that was an attempt by a government posing as extraterrestrials trying to do a fake. And um, I live way up in the mountains in Australia. It was very isolated. It was a place called Mount Me. So it was the perfect place for them to try. But because of my frequency, they knew immediately that they better send me back. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Have you guys ever been through 
No, you don't have to answer, but um, what is it called? Hibernation. No, it's serious. Well, it's hibernation. <laughs> you know? What's the question? Hibernization. Have you guys ever experienced something like that or known someone? What does that mean? <laughs> well, I've have your eggs ever been taken? So no, I just, a lot of people have. I yeah, just got I think a lot of people have, but that was by one race of greys that are considered negative, and they are not in the collective consciousness with the other many different races of greys. Mm -hmm. They overstep the boundary of human free will, the cosmic law, so they are not part of the interdimensional or positive extraterrestrial. They're not part of their collective consciousness because of their doing that, and um, so that has happened. It is real. But for me, I went through menopause in my 40s, so I've never been a part of anything like that. My my contacts are purely for being who I am today and helping humanity. So, yeah, but I do believe those things happened. Mm -hmm. I was uh, just Geraldine Orozco. She's Geraldine Orozco. She's, uh, she's oh, pretty yeah. knowledgeable on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she does the drawings. She'll she'll channel drawings of your hybrid children for you and draw them. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I was used to by uh, a friend of mine who channels the ETs. I, I have a weekly talk with her. We we get together once a week over Zoom. But um, Lee Vandergrift. Ah, you know her? Um, no, I I don't know her. Um, awesome. my, my friend told me that uh, I, I was telling her about a dream my husband had about. Being in, he was in Chicago and he was on the phone with somebody who had just told him that I had just given birth to a brand new healthy baby and he was crying with joy. And I was explaining that dream to her and she said, Yeah, because you just had a hybrid up wow. in the astral. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I have been told. Okay. Yeah. I, wow. I, I believe it. I've had some weird, weird experiences. So. Yeah, no, but the closest I can tell you, and it could be a dream and it could be a dream. Who knows? I saw a baby and it was introduced to me and it was a boy and it had these little sharp teeth. Like, That's and it said it its goes. name, Jacques. And I thought, well, hello, Jacques. But how it came was, it was, it was, oh, what's her name? Angelina Jolie was pushing a stroller. And because she's adopted all these kids, that's how it, it showed up. Like, and I'm thinking that's just like, it had to be in that context. Otherwise I wouldn't have been able to look at it or something like, I don't know. It was weird. So I don't know, maybe, mm. who knows? It wouldn't surprise me. There's so much suppressed stuff. Like a lot of people don't remember, you know, mm. I really weird dreams. I've had paralysis where I think I scared whatever it was away because my mind and my thoughts were like normal and I couldn't freaking move. And I was, right. as well, I was listening to like uh, either John Mack or Whitley Strieber on some audiobook. Like, <laughs> of course it was. Um, so yeah, like I, I'm not trying to make fun of it. I just, I make fun of myself all the time. Just, you know, <laughs> it just helps to laugh. Same. There's a difference between ridicule and just having a good sense of humor and seeing the absurd and everything because, you know, it just helps. Karen has a question. Nancy, what's your thoughts on the haunted stables born of Toowoomba? Toowoomba. Toowoomba. I live very, very close to that. I was up on Mount May, up above that 
Um, and to be honest with you, I have seen a ghost before. I have seen Bigfoot before, but those are not my what I'm here that they those things are not my purpose here on earth. So I don't really check into a lot of that. So I um I don't really know anything about that. Okay. What well, what is that? I don't I've never heard of Wumba is a town in Australia. Okay. And she's talking about uh an area where a lot of people have um uh you know see paranormal type things. Like a skinwalker ranch kind of thing. Not really like that, but yeah. so, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Do we have any more questions? Did you guys want to say anything else before we head out? This was really nice, by the way. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, Thank it's, it's interesting. Awesome. So this nice to be with a bunch of women doing this and not. Yeah. Oh, I, sh I should have wore a toupee or something. Maybe I would have said it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd how like does to that... say something, Go if ahead. you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. My website is timefordisclosure.com, and my Facebook group is timefordisclosure slash we have never been alone, and it's open to all everybody. It's open, and it's a good place for you to come in and meet other experiencers kind of for newbies to put your toe in the pond, find out, you know, um, if you're interested or not, because as disclosure happens and it is happening and it will continue, people will start to have memories and wake up. And we need to all be in this community. We all need to be there to help these people because they may not have someone to talk to. And we need to be there and be fully supported because disclosure is wonderful and great. But for the rest of the world, it could be very traumatic information, a lot to absorb. And we all need to be ready to help everybody. So, yes. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. And Hollis, you're next. How does people find you and follow you and get a hold of you? The best way to find me is on Facebook. Just Hollis Folk on Facebook. I, Yeah, I have a website, but. You know, 888-4-hollis.com. Best way to reach me is still Facebook. Awesome. And Constance? Yep, I'm on Facebook as well, trying to get up, trying to get back on TikTok. But yeah, you can uh, look me up, Constance Victoria Briggs. You can uh, get my books on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's it. And Laura. Uh, I'm also on Facebook. Uh, Laura Mormon is my Facebook page. And also I've got uh, a fan page, I guess what it, it's called. It's called the Citizen Citizen Observers for UFO Transparency. Um, as we get more organized throughout 2024, uh, we'll be posting more articles and ways to get involved and uh, actions you can take and find out where your congressperson stands on UFO Transparency. Interesting. And Lady Leanne. Well, yes, sir. Um, I guess the best thing I could do because uh, is to direct you to my Spotify. I've released two little songs, two little ditties so far. They're really good, by the way. I like <laughs> I've got a bunch more in the hard drive. I just have to motivate myself to, to edit them. And, it's, you know, it's a lot of work. I made a music video to one of them. I think Lala saw that. I loved it. Fun. <laughs> she, she, she did I a moon one that she sent me. The one about the moon. 
that she sent me up there. I think yeah, so. definitely one of the channeled ones, the lunatics. I'm work, I, I don't like the first verse. I think I want to retract the vocals on that. You know, us picky artists, man. <laughs> but yeah, so so there's more music coming. You can find me on Facebook too, and yeah, awesome. Well, thank you all. It's been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Yeah, from coast to coast around the world, ladies and gentlemen. It's a wrap. We'll catch you on the next show. Good night, everybody. Peace, everybody. Bye. Bye.